weirdos. <laughs> Some people are weirdos. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are weirdos. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. Ruth. All right. Let me. I am definitely have this going through the laptop. <laughs> We're all plugged in ready we are, to go. We are plugged in right here. <laughs> and it is on. Everything's working. So to the audience members that listened to the last episode, I appreciate you hanging in with our technical. I'm glad we both have loud enough voices that the laptop picked yeah, up what we were it, saying because I thought it, still it was a good episode. It, it still didn't sound bad when I listened to it. Like yeah. it, it, you know, it, it still sounded better than the wind tunnel. It still sounded better than episode one. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to do it. We, I, got, I, got, I have to do a better job of posting about it now. Yeah, we right. we, we, we got to get we got to get our we got to get our swagger back. We do. <laughs> We do. We have to get our international following back. I think the last time I looked at the stats, we were in uh, U.S., Canada, and France. So, nice. So we lost Uzbekistan, but we'll get them back. Yeah. I have no doubt. Uh, it is Sunday morning in the dining room studio, a cloudy Sunday morning uh, with football on at 10 a.m., which is odd. Uh, I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And this is the Strongly Worded Podcast. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. So uh, I do have a couple of topics uh, prepared that we've been hanging on to for a minute, but we were hanging out with friends last night talking about the podcast, and uh, we punted the, the recording of this topic for a while, so some of, some of my timely things aren't mm. timely anymore. <laughs> like, it's funny because there's one in here about the blind side. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's timely again because it was just in the news yesterday that the the judge said he had never, he or she, had never in 27 years of judging or whatever seen a, a, a situation where a young person was put into a conservatorship who did not have any type of disability. Like he was just a, a regular guy. Like it, there wasn't a... Jeez. I, I hope this thing don't go sideways. It was such a great story. It was, it was right. such a great story. I don't think people should be telling Sandra Bullock to give her Oscar back. She Come didn't on. have anything to do with this. <laughs> Leave Sandy alone. Leave man. Sandy. She's going through a hard time. You know, she lost her 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 life partner. So they didn't marry, but they were together for years and years. He and died. He died. He oh. had Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh. And so one of the reasons why she slowed down work the last couple of years is she was taking care of him. I didn't know that. Yep. And he he passed away very recently. In the last couple months. Man. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. Um, so well, you know, we'll see what happens with the blind side. Do you know that I haven't seen that movie? I haven't either. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't either. All right. I've seen enough movies like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, I did see that the family, the parents, not him, but the parents were on an episode of Below Deck on uh, on Bravo. <laughs> they were the charter guests. Nice. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just a misunderstanding. I'm sure that's all it is. Yeah. And yeah. no way would. Wealthy white people take advantage of anyone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, but yeah, hopefully they work it out. I hope they work it out yeah. too. Or maybe, you know, sequel. Like he made it, made money in the NFL and all that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But, you know, maybe there'll be a sequel. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. What else happened in the news? So I watched. Um, I didn't watch the debate 
Neither did I. The Republican debate, the second Republican debate, but I did watch TikTok. No, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, so I got the best of it. So you saw Ron DeSantis like a robot. Ron DeSantis, Ron the robot. Uh, I saw Chris Christie coming for Donald Trump and mm. say what I I wouldn't call you Donald Trump. I would call you Donald Duck or something. Oh, wow. That's, I, what a great line. Ooh, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> it's such a shit show. I, I, is that the, I mean, that's not the best they got to offer. Oh, I did see a clip of Tim Scott. What did he say? That... Um, I I, it was some. It was some quote that <laughs> related some policy that was passed to slavery. That that policy was worse for black people than slavery. Can you imagine being a black man, being a part of a party that you got to feel like you got to say something like that? Get out of here, man! Come on, Timmy. I got a friend that liked Tim Scott. He's a Republican. I never hear him talk about him no more. Yeah, I'll bet not. I'll bet not. He don't talk about him no more. Honest to God, I look at that and I think, am am I watching Saturday Night Live? It's terrible. It's just so far removed from what it once was. And sometimes I stop and think, is it me? Like, is it my political awareness as I've aged and gotten older? You know, did my parents think that this stuff was a shit show too? You know, but I just can't. No, I I just cannot figure it out how any of these people are taken seriously. So I'm sure even though you you don't consider yourself a conservative, you have conservative friends Mm -hmm. that don't think this is great. Yeah. Right. So some of them. I know some. I mean, some of them do. Right. But Some of them are still planning to vote for the guy that's getting ready to go to prison because some people are my dad. Listen, love my dad. God rest his soul. He only voted Democratic. Mm hmm. Didn't matter. Yeah. There are people like that. Yeah. Right. And it's stupid to me. Right. Like, uh, it, like for instance, you know, I know you're not supposed to talk about your voting record, but we got a sheriff here in town as a Republican. I voted for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I liked what he had to say when he ran. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm a Democrat. I didn't vote for the Democratic candidate. Right. No, I have voted uh, candidate over party many times and I was a registered Republican for a long time. People. And that's, that's the thing. I think. People choose party over country. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, then it's like, oh, I don't care what they say. But I want to. He has uh, just empowered the people that were better left silent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really just un, un, it's it's just given a voice to people who. Um, I don't know. I. This, these fringe people. Fringe, that's the yeah, word, the, yeah. on the fringe. And I've been saving this, because I, I was going to post it on Facebook, but I, I've been saving it for the podcast. Like, like, shout out to the people who run businesses or who rent homes who would never rent or never hire someone who's been convicted of a crime but plan to vote for this guy. Right. Right? Those, those things to me are when you really see the morals like you can't bend your morals just because of this guy if you wouldn't hire someone who had a DUI mm-hmm. or had a bank you wouldn't rent to someone who had a bankruptcy yet you would vote for them to run the country right something is not right right like i don't i don't understand that and when you talk to people they're like delusional it's it's a cult 
mentality. Yeah, because I, I, I wouldn't have someone who had a bankruptcy try to run my finances. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you want to vote for him. You, he's indicted. Four if you, times. If you found out someone was indicted, you wouldn't hire him to work at your ice cream shop. Right. But you want him to run the country. Right. It's unbelievable to me. The, the, the amount that he's ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Kills about, me. Yeah, that, I don't believe in polls anymore, though. I mean, how many times have you gotten called for a poll? Oh, never. Right. Right. I don't believe in him anymore. Yeah. So I don't, I, maybe he is ahead. Maybe, you know, he's, he'll, he'll be the Republican nominee and maybe general election. I just don't believe in the polls anymore. Right. I don't believe in the polls since Hillary Clinton lost. That's a good point. I thought the polls were dead then. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they're not reaching the right people. Yeah. Because I never, I, I vote in every election, never got called once. Mm-hmm. And. And I've never really done any type of exit poll, and I don't think I've ever missed voting for right anything since I turned eighteen. And I didn't always live in Flagler County. I lived mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. and they never called me there. Right, I lived and, in Chicago. Right, <laughs> and I never did an exit poll there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you and I had said the other day we were talking about this a little bit, and you said, I said, like I'm just so afraid of what will happen if he's elected and you said he's not going to be able to push any legislation through and that's not even what i'm afraid of is is that i'm afraid of more appointments Mm -hmm. more judicial appointments i am afraid of who he would put in these other positions of power at least the first time around in the beginning he at least tried to make he had some make some decent choices but then they then he'd pull them and then they they wouldn't be his puppet right he will have nothing but puppets yeah it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I can't really give you no hope. Like, it makes me feel like, <laughs> seriously, like The Handmaid's Tale. It makes me feel like we got to get the F out of here. Yeah. Duh. I don't know what to say because he could win again. He his really, people will come out and vote. Yeah, he could win again. His, his supporters will definitely come out and, and vote. And then, you know, I got to be on my P's and Q's for four years because... When he was in office, the dudes was out here acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, so. Yep. And I mean, we live in Florida. It's crazy already. Yep. Even without him, it's I mean, NAAC, freaking nuts here. NAACP don't even want my buddies to come down here. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. Have you ever heard? Like, you know about that, right? No. What are you talking the, about? It's a travel advisory for, for African-Americans not to come to Florida. Did you not know that? How do I not know this? I'm what? Pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm going to Google it now just to be, be sure that I'm talking. Like, yes. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm Now, I feel like I did hear something. Uh, one of the people that I follow for her commentary has said something about um, yes. LGBTQ. May May, yeah, May 20th. The tra- yeah, man. NAACP issues travel advisory in Florida. For immediate release, the travel advisory comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis's aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. Florida is the formal travel notice states. Florida is openly hostile towards African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand 
that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. Let me be clear, failing to teach an accurate representation of the horrors and inequalities of black, that black Americans have faced and continue to face is a disservice to students and a dereliction of duty to all, said NAACP president and CEO Derek Johnson. It is time to sell all of our belongings <laughs> and get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, I mean, we're going to there are going to be five O'Lears showing up on my friend's door in <laughs> Portugal <laughs> next summer. Hey, listen. I will say this, right? Like <laughs> cuz I've talked about this with people. You know, you know, I yeah, I live down people are like, Yo, "What's going on in Florida?" I have not had in the 7 16, oh, 18, 18 years I've been down here many open acts of racism in Florida. I just haven't, right? Despite DeSantis and what he does, I've I not I've not had that right but my oldest child would probably tell you something different mm -hmm. right? oh yeah yeah tiara's gender fluid lgbtq plus i think they have experienced a little more outward oh for sure right you know you know my daughter came home with a story just from what ha something that happened in school on friday right from the pulse shooting to right. all these things so but yeah they issued that months ago and so Black people wants to come to Disney World. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, the, the, you know, when you think on the face of it, you think about the political aspect of it, right? And, oh, you argue about that, but it hurts Florida as a state to not. You can't. Don't come to Daytona Beach, <laughs> right? So yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that really bums me out. <laughs> He's like, yo, if you're black. Person of color, or or you're homosexual, yep. gay, don't come. Well, Transgender, yeah. don't I've, come. I've said a lot of times that I need to get Carolyn graduated and moved off somewhere before she realizes how much the state hates her. Yeah, I think it's going to change, though. I hope so. I will. I will. I, I just can't believe that the majority of Americans want it this way. They don't. I think the majority of Americans don't care. Like not not you know, just leave me alone. Yeah. Let me be in my my crib. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. Know, right. And I think people take that and run with it. So the politicians mm -hmm. take take a person who may not be ready to talk to their person about homosexual their child about homosexuality, and then rouse them up, and then you get these bills, and that's mm -hmm. how that happens. Because mm -hmm. I tell you, who's not giving up? Are these old white lawmakers and legislators and whatever New, new like term they, limits, man. I mean, we yeah. that's the, the other thing we said the, uh, at breakfast. That's what we were talking about. Like, yeah. where are these people's families? Why aren't you telling Diane Feinstein to retire before she dies? Ten years ago, right? Twenty even. She was seventy twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. Like Pelosi running again, and Mitch McConnell. Like, looks like he's stroking out in front of the point. Like, come on, man. Like, you got a nice pension. Like, I know everybody loves power, but... I mean, people are just afraid that if they stop working, they'll die. I mean, my dad had a hint of that when right. he first retired. No, I, I understand that, but, but I ain't going to be 70-year-old running Flagler United. No. 
No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, 50 is looking like a huge. <laughs> I like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh my God, let's bring on some other. Can we bring on some other folks to help yeah. out? I got I'm about old. 10 more years in me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Before oh. I, I got I to gotta fade to the background. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Well, speaking of slavery. <laughs> Great segue. Um, <laughs> I did some research. Okay, so uh, we traveled a lot over the summer, mm-hmm. went to these different places, and there were a couple of times where uh, I was making a purchase, doing a transaction, um, and asked to tip or offered the opportunity to, to tip oh. in situations that uh, were new to me. But for example, at the Rosen Inn, when you make a purchase in the gift shop, mm. uh, they have a tip jar. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do a credit card transaction, mm-hmm. it it offers you the opportunity to tip. Um, when we were at the big house, at that snack bar, mm-hmm. right? Um, but sort of in the back, you know, I think it was at the big house where they just had the table with drinks. Yes. That's the big house. So, you know, I, I got a bottle of water. She reached in, she handed it to me. I paid for it. Like, do I tip for that? I was asked. To, I mean, I did cause I'm not going to not tip if it's asking me to, but they just, it's, they started popping up in places that I, mm-hmm. that I was not used to, you know, we're pretty used to restaurants and bars right. and uh service, prefer- like getting your hair cut or, getting your nails done or things like that. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about tipping and I uh, did some research. Uh, we know that tipping subsidizes servers or bartender salaries. Um, and COVID changed some things and, yeah. and increased uh, importance on tipping for delivery drivers or, you know, even just the expos that pulled the orders together for curbside mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, COVID in a lot of ways led us to begin tipping a, a larger, an increased number of employees that maybe we didn't before. Um, and it's not really changing back. Like no. it continues to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started reading about the history of tipping. Do you know how tipping I, started? No, I don't know anything about the history. Okay, here we go. This is good. This is going to be why I wanted to bring it up. Um, so there are a lot of myths, right, surrounding the genesis of tipping. Some say that tip stands for to ensure promptness or to ensure prompt service. Mm. Um, and they say, like, you could find it written in little dishes, like where you could throw coins to tip, right? I don't know if that's true or not. Um, the, some of the articles said that that was a myth. It said that maybe European travelers brought the custom here or Americans that traveled in Europe it back. where they did it, brought it back over because Americans wanted to seem aristocratic or fancy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wealthy Americans in the 1850s and 60s discovered it. Uh, it but it was, um, in Europe, it was kind of a master surf thing. Like it wasn't, like if, mm. if you yeah. worked for so-and-so and you did an, you know, kind of an extra great job being there footman master <laughs> man i haven't so i just just stop and think for a second i haven't heard the term surf in a long mm-hmm. time since school how about that <laughs> i did some homework johnny i went to the university of michigan 
Hey, I went to the one of the number one public universities in of New York. Of course you did. <laughs> yes, you posted that yeah, the other I day. I was proud. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that's probably a little closer to the two. But but as with most things, Americans take something cool <laughs> and turn it into something horrible. <laughs> because and this is what I didn't know. Um, it grew tipping grew in popularity here in the United States because. Uh, when the slaves were freed oh boy. and could go get jobs, mm-hmm. um, the audience couldn't see my air quotes when I said freed, <laughs> right? Because there were like two jobs they could do, they were allowed to do. And um, restaurant owners figured, oh, if we let this person who's cooking or serving for me get tips, I don't have to pay them a wage. So it sort of continued the the chains of slavery right even even out you know post reconstruction or whatever so yep business owners began to realize they wouldn't actually have to pay their workers if they allowed the custom of tipping so these industries basically continued slavery with a zero dollar wage and the allowance and how you think you think these employees were that white people were coming in and leaving big tips for these people? No, no, right? Uh, as it continued to evolve, and I, you know, I'm I'm sure I don't have all the details. There eventually became there was legislation mm-hmm. that uh, basically said um, the hourly rate um, that like you had to pay your tipped workers, but only the wage that would add up to the federal minimum wage, right? So. It's just a forecasting, like it's $2.50 an hour based on what you should be making in tips brings you at least to the, the federal minimum wage. So that's yes. that's why there's a tipped workers rate and then a minimum yeah, so wage. So I know rate. a lot about that because I used to do for over a decade accounting for restaurants. Mm-hmm. So yes, I know about the tippable minimum wage. Right, mm-hmm. yep. But still, it was the le- legacy of slavery that turned the tip in the United States from a bonus or an extra to just the wage itself and this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> yeah so the typical minimum wage is terrible yeah uh now i can't remember what it was when i left stonewood but i know when i started at it was like five dollars and change the typical minimum wage yep and so i always make it a habit when i go into a restaurant i tip 20 percent mm-hmm. because i don't know what the servers are making mm-hmm Right, they could be waking the typical minimum wage, which I think is is going up now. I, I want to say is seven or eight bucks. Yeah, but still, eight bucks an hour. What's that? Right. Uh, I know in some places now, in some states, they make a little more. There's, you have to make ten or twelve dollars an hour, but for the amount of work some of these people do, mm-hmm. right, I still leave twenty yeah. percent. Like you have to really be terrible. For me not to leave 20%. Yeah, 20% is my baseline. Yeah. So Joe, Joe, Joe will stop me sometimes because I was a waitress and a bartender for a lot of years. So <laughs> I, I I tip big and he'll say, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. You're tipping so. like we got money. <laughs> That's a rich people's tip. That's a rich person's tip. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always leave at least 20%. Yeah. Yep. And based on how good you are, I can go up from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had a conversation with this one of my friends who here in town was was a server at Outback. I don't know if he's still there. He posted like 
what do you guys leave us to? And I'm like, 20%. Uh, that's my baseline. He was like, good, because that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's, in his mind, he thinks that's what he should get the minimum mm -hmm. for good service and more if I do a greater job. Mm -hmm. And so, but, you know, I also have noticed that, uh, different places, tips. And I'll leave you a tip based on what I feel like. Like, I, I can't imagine the lady at the big house is making typical minimum wage, right? She might be making more. Mm -hmm. But she's also out there serving 100 kids. She's right. having a tough day. I mean, and, it's a couple bucks. And they, yeah, they go set up the table and they have to stock the stuff. I mean, there are definitely right. aspects to that. Right. I'll give you a couple bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, But if I'm, you know, if I'm going into <laughs> the gas station or whatever. And, right. Like, nah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you making probably fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't know about the history of that's cra yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I figured that was fitting for us to, yeah, to discuss. 20%, 20%. So, you know, and I have, I think 20% is pretty standard across in industry too. Like I would tip 20% to my, the woman that cuts my hair sometimes a little mm. more cause my hair is super thick. And when she blows it out, she has to stop and rest her arms for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll throw a few more bucks her way. My nail techs. So. I'll, but, but I don't, I, I didn't, I tipped her, but I didn't tip 20% on no, a bottle of water. No, no, no. Give a couple of dollars here cause it adds up. Mm-hmm. Right, like, yeah. and I'll I'll put a dollar in the jar, change in the jar, Chipotle, and right. stuff like that. Like I, I do stuff like that, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I tell you, man, you're right. We can't have nice things. Mm -mm. I don't know what they're gonna do with that typical minimum wage because it's not livable. No, right. Well, so, minimum wage isn't livable. Right, and like so, I took my wife to a fancy restaurant for our anniversary, mm -hmm. and there, twenty percent of your bill could be 60 bucks because you have a nice time you're right. spending 300 bucks yeah so one time a year thing guys i'm not rich mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but i can you can make it working at a place like that mm -hmm. but if you're working at sunny's barbecue and yeah. you're making typical minimum wage and the average check is 20 bucks right right yeah so i i've kind of done a little bit of a lot of different places um, like, you know, I worked at Applebee's for several years and I did everything there and, uh, that's the lower checks. But then I went over, I started working for a, a restaurant company in downtown Ann Arbor. The company was called main street ventures and they had the five star restaurants up and down main street mm. and you know, there were career servers. Yes. Yep. So where I used to work, they have they had career servers that made good money. Yeah, it wasn't super upscale. It wasn't like chili. It was like in the middle. Mm -hmm. It was like you know close to a Ruth Chris or something like that. Yeah, but they had career people mm -hmm. who just that's what they did. Yep, and I don't that, if you can get a job like that. That's great. I couldn't do it. I couldn't serve the people. No, I mean, and this was twenty years ago. I don't. I really feel like with the the growth of the internet and then covid no. people there's another article i read have we talked about that here i was uh, I might even be in the stack about uh some studies being done about um uh, people not being nice to each other basically and how um interpersonal 
relation interactions, kind of negative ones, took a big spike during COVID because we were all bored and angry and, you know, <laughs> and, but it hasn't really, we haven't regained our positivity coming out of the pandemic and gotten, like, we're still mean to each other. They, there was positivity before the pandemic? Mm. See, I, that, that, like, yeah, I haven't read the research, so I feel like with the advent, with the rise of Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook even, that we haven't been nice to each other for some time. Yeah, I would agree. I, I definitely agree with that. And Being able to say things with your fingertips. Right. Key, keyboard courage, as I call mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, back when I grew up, I always, I always tell my son the difference between my generation and your generation is this. <laughs> we had to say it to your face. We had to say it to your face, and then we could also do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, I don't encourage fighting. But now you have a fight at school, the, the damn police could right. come. Right. That's a, we. Yes, absolutely. We can't settle anything with. No. Man My day, anymore. somebody says something, you, you approached them at school, mm-hmm. you fought about it, and had lunch with the guy two weeks later. Right. Remember when we had that fight? Oh, yeah, you kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You became friends afterwards. Now, now they f- film stuff to put on the internet, and stupidest people thing are suing each other, and right. people are catching charges. I remember. Fa- and I, we I, make fun of how soft everybody is. I remember a family member of mine. Years ago, got arrested for bullying at school. That's when I knew things were changing. I'm like, what? You took someone's lunch money and you ended up where? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, thank goodness mm-hmm. that wasn't around at my time. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and because of that, though, and this is a tangent, like now kids feel free to play a role. Like I, I, I live in this, we live in this small town. I, there's a kid that goes on Instagram. Every day, he comes from a good family. He's rich as hell, flashing money and with his pants sagging. And I told my son one day, I said, in my neighborhood, that is a kid that would have got robbed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, he's like, what do you mean? He's flashing his, like. So to get back to the topic, I don't know if we were nice to each other before that. Yeah, I guess. I think they might be blaming COVID for it. Because um, I, I see stuff on Twitter and Facebook all the time. Like, why are people saying this? Mm-hmm. Like. I was in a sports group and I left. I was in, and someone, I forget what, oh, the Giants and the Jets had lost, both on around September 11th. And one guy, and one person put in the group, he, he wrote, oh, somebody said the Giants are the East Tower, North Tower, and the Jets were the South Tower. Oh and some God. people might find that funny. I'm not here to tell you what your sense of humor should be. I didn't think it was funny at all Mm -hmm. because I know that person who wrote that was not in New York that day. Right. However, I was. I saw the towers right before they went down. I had to find a way to get home. Mm -hmm. My babysitter ran to me, me and my wife, and said, thank God you're alive, and meant it. (laughs) My dad had to walk home. He was covered in ash when he got home. He saw people jumping from the towers. Called me crying at work. I said, are you okay? He said, yes, I'm okay. I'm, Why are you crying? I, we saw people jumping out the window. We, we thought it was debris. And I said, no, that's not debris. A lady's dress flew up as she jumped out. 
that's nothing to joke about, but that's the internet, right? Like, so I'm not sure the internet, the internet has made us meaner, not COVID. The fact that you can say something like that, being Kansas City or Palaka or wherever this person was, and the great New Yorkers and the 3,000 people that died and think that's funny to compare it to the Jets and the Giants. And then, you know, as I wrote, oh, you think that's funny. Like some people agree with me. And obviously, you know, once you go down that road, the keyboard courage guy got to keep going at me. He said, well, you, this, is a, this is a group you don't have to be a part of. And I wrote, great minds. And I hit leave mm-hmm. group. Because I don't got to be a part of that. No. Nope. Right? I don't got to take part of that. And that's what I think people don't see nowadays, even older people, which is what surprises me. If you see people being mean on the internet, you don't got to join in. You don't got to take a side. You could just sit it out. Yep. I mean, you could even be debating with a bot or a troll or anymore, you know, it's just, I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups and I end up muting them and leaving them because it's like sport. Yeah. Just somebody could say something so benign. And, you know, as soon as that you see the comments underneath, there's no, no reason to even say something shitty half the time makes no sense all you do is you know i like blue i like yellow there's no reason to tell somebody they're an idiot because they like blue like we're i'm in a group uh a couple of parent groups here i'm in one group where they were talking about their i don't know if you saw this they were talking about their kid getting homework mm-hmm. and they were getting too much homework mm-hmm. someone screenshotted this person's post and, and sent it to the actual teacher yep the hell would you do that it's a parent group you know hey listen parent groups are different Mm -hmm. right some parent groups get extreme with their shit but in this instance it's someone saying what do i do about Mm -hmm. all this homework right what should i do before i talk to the teacher Mm -hmm. right like i'm not gonna go like is this the norm is this should i talk to the guidance counselor maybe i need to get them moved and you send it to the teacher right so we all had the initial post to say we're well, not right. going to share posts outside the group. You shouldn't be doing that anyway. Right. No, I've seen uh, situations. There's uh, one group that I'm in that I still like. It just talks about gossip, Hollywood gossip kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's a podcast that I listen to. She, I like her interviews, and and uh, you know, they. I noticed that they started using this anonymous post. Feature oh, they have that, yeah. Now, and. Uh, you know, there was some debate about it in the group. Like, if you say something, you shouldn't hide behind anonymous. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, no, fuckers in this group dox people. They, you know, you post something, you know, uh, I was partying here or doing this. or so they have people screenshot stuff and look you up and send it to your boss. And, you know. That's crazy like, to me. For sport. And I get it, though. Like, the internet is a public place, but these groups are not public. Right. Right. And that was the person's point in this parent group. I mean, like, yeah. this group is a closed group for right. a reason. Uh-huh. So if you want to get in a closed group, then it's like, you know, we're going to say some crazy stuff from time to time. We got to work it out amongst ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a couple neighborhood groups for the community that I manage up in Jacksonville. And uh, I would prefer not to be in them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, people who have you know, issues or complaints or questions or whatever, I'll get tagged and, and have to see it. But, um, 
an issue in this group right now is, are the people that no longer live in the neighborhood but don't leave the group. Right. Right. It's kind of the same thing. I was in one of those parent groups and was surprised to see a comment from somebody who doesn't live in Flagler County and no longer has a student in the Flagler County schools. And, and that's problematic for me too. Like I don't, there's so much static and noise in these groups anyway that you have to wade through. Right. Like I'm going to leave the group when I don't have a kid at school anymore, probably maybe not as long as I'm coaching, but yes, but still it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's just a, too much. It's, it's like just the information time, overload. It's like the time a a a, a, tra- a strength and conditioning coach who lives in Volusia County, but was doing some stuff here in Flagler County posted. Flagler County needs middle school. Sports. <laughs> like, you kid doesn't even go like what? Yeah, like we do need it, but we don't need to hear that from you. Right, right. Like you left. I exactly. And so yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got with two two more years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two more years, man. Thinking about this basketball season, uh, with our friends that we were with last night, we were talking about, you know, they uh she enjoys watching the girls play, but mm. she's gonna have a son hopefully that's playing at FPC next year and how are we gonna see each other's kids play when Oh boy. You know? Because very often they were last season anyway, I saw very few boys games. Because yeah, we were playing um, at the same time, or so this year that might happen. But I know I've I've talked to um, one of the assistants at uh, on the girls' team. Um, shout out, she knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about maybe doing home games where the boys and girls play the same day. That would be fun. And the gym is packed. Yep. And we play. I don't think that's going to be able to happen but this that's year. Four games? Would that be four games? Or yeah, would we I don't do know. JV one and night and varsity I, one night. I don't know. Maybe they would. I, I've I've never been a part of that yet, so I don't mm-hmm. know how it works. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a great idea, fun. though. I think so too. Super idea. Because people are going to come see these kids play. Yes. I mean, we just had a couple fall ball games, and I was impressed with the turnout. Uh, I think what people misunderstand about here is that. They follow the kids from when they play in the rec league. Mm-hmm. And while some people think the rec league is poor quality of basketball, and it can be at times. I mean, we, we're under no illusions that it's... Right. right. <laughs> like, it's elite. Right. You know, at times it's not, mm-hmm. right? But we do care about it, and the parents care. Mm-hmm. And perfect. The, the best example I can think of is my son. Um, he was playing in there from when he was eight years old. He was a good player from the minute he stepped on the court and people invested in him, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. people loved him, loved to watch him play, who weren't family members, who weren't even people we knew that became friends. And then he gets into high school, they want to follow him yeah. on that journey. Yep. And that translates. And I think that's what the rec league is important for, the mm-hmm. community and stuff like that. And there's really no, um, there's no middle school sports right. to speak of, which that, is so odd to me. Yeah, I know. And they carry, but it, but again, that carries over from the girls. Mm-hmm. Like your daughter 
Carolyn, people watched her play. Mm -hmm. There's another girl on that team, Allie. They watched her play. Yep. And the that carries over. Okay, I want to, uh, this girl's going to be good when she gets to high school. Yep. And then, you know, you project that and you never know. Oh, they make the high school team. Oh, I got to go see them. Mm -hmm. Right? And then they perform well and then you keep coming back. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people coming. And there's, there, we, we don't live in a town where there's a ton to do. No. You know, and with the, I think where, FPC positioning itself to really have an outstanding on the map basketball program over the next few years, you know, really, yeah. I w there, there are some people in play now that could really, um, help us create a great fan base. Yeah. I think, I think it's a little different for the girls and the boys. I think the girls, that foundation is being laid as we speak. Mm -hmm. I think for the boys, some of the foundation was laid already, but there's mm -hmm. a person that can now take that right. even further. Yep. I think for the girls that the foundation is being laid and I think it's going to impact them so much sooner. Like they're going to be so much better than they were last year. Oh, for sure. And well, they better be. <laughs> that, yeah. I, think, like, I think just on the, like yeah. even just watching them play in the fall ball, um, Night and everyone day. was impressed. Yeah. With but but even just big picture speaking, like over yeah. the next ten years, yes, Flagler Palm Coast High School basketball is going to be a place where kids want to come play. Yes, I believe. Yes, that's what I believe. Yeah, I, and I, and we're here in the beginning. I'm starting to believe it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I love these kids, man. Two more years. <laughs> Two that's more not years. Long enough. Yeah, I'll probably still coach a little more after that until my wife tries get, gets me to give it up. Yeah. Right, like you know, I had a birthday since we last recorded. Yes, I'm fifty. Yes, I, I was wondering if we were going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, this one I have said I've never in my life have I been bothered by my age, but fifty was a tough one for me. Yeah, you struggled a bit. I did. I got a little down. I haven't felt great this year. I've had some emotional up and downs, some health ups and downs. I started thinking things like, well, I'm probably not going to live to be a hundred, so. Like, I'm more than halfway there, probably. Yeah. God willing that I do get old. It's funny you mention that. Like, my wife gets mad when I say that. Like, dude, 47. I mean, what am I going to make it to? 77? Right. That, that's a good age, right? Mm -hmm. That's only 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's only 30 years. As you know, like, people say, oh, 30 years old. No, no, it is not. No, no, no. Goes by quick, man. Yep, sure does. Um, You know, I have friends that pick me up when I was feeling low about it. And then my son, too, says, well, ma... Just think, in your 50s, you'll probably become, you'll become a grandmother. Somebody else said that. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> All right. I'll it's interesting, that. like, the outlook on that. So, you were kind of struggling with it a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, where, I, you know, I always say where I'm from. It's not like I'm from the bottom of the barrel, right? But I didn't know, like, the only 50-year-olds, I, I didn't know any 50-year-olds. Right, like, because my parents had me so young, mm -hmm. their friends weren't fifty yet. Right, right. Like when I was eighteen, my parent, my dad, and mom were thirty-six years old. Yeah. Right, like the first people that I really knew that got to fifty, like my grandparents were already, you know, they were already older. Mm -hmm. So my parents were the first. Oh, 50, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And yep. so for me, it's almost like I'm glad I made it. Mm -hmm. For you, it was like oh. <laughs> just went by so fast. Yeah. Goes by quick. Yep. I just went by so fast. 
I hope and not. there's there's coming through some stuff too like it was a really major year for me personally and my family and you know some things we went through sometimes so much of it has resolved itself but then you you know after being on high alert for so long there's a little letdown to it like i don't know what to do with all of that mm-hmm. it's energy yeah that that had me so wound up for a while that uh you know just overall it was just kind of a oh. yeah but, no i get it you know but it's yeah. October 1st today, and uh, I love the first of the month. Um, I mean, I have to do some, like, work-wise, it's a busy time, the end of the month, beginning of the month. But I, I love a fresh notebook. I love a f- new diary. <laughs> I love a Monday. I love a, you know, new month. Um, September is very celebratory for my family. Yeah, we have family. a lot happening. Yeah. So we have Geo turns 21 in October. So oh. on the 18th, we'll officially can drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> officially <laughs> <laughs> yep but that's, that's big but yeah so so 50 um it just caught my eye on my notes from when this was a couple of weeks ago the other thing that i had on here to talk about was and i haven't seen the movie yet have you seen um uh advertisements for the movie maestro no bradley cooper plays oh what's his name um ah jewish guy i can't remember his name though right so jewish guy right Mm -hmm. there's debate because he wore a prosthetic nose Uh to look more like the guy right and some people were pissed about it Mm -hmm. his the guy's family was not right but the guy's family has a vested interest in making this movie successful so True. Publicly, they did not. I, I and I believe that maybe they did not. Like, all right, wh- so, but, but they're not gonna. I mean, they they are. I think they supported the making of this movie. I think they probably have some. So is him wearing the nose like? Like I I, I didn't. I think the article called it Jew face. Right. Like I didn't. I, I like I, I. I'm like, well, oh God. So is that is that saying like every Jewish person has a big nose like? Right. Like, I don't think in this instance he was playing a Jewish person. He was playing a this person. Jew- yeah. Yes. This Jewish person. That's the perfect way to put it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that died down. They're talking about Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I would like to see it. Yeah. When I brought the article home and we were talking about it here, we started talking about some of the some of the things uh, like Halloween costumes and things that we did growing up that are not cool anymore mm-hmm. and there was one here we, that joseph was denard robinson did you, did you put him in black makeup no but it was no no no. i'm not saying we weren't good but it was just fun, like it was kind of how we analyzed it like he he wanted the wig with the dreadlocks yeah. to hang out from under right and we got that right and they ended up not wearing it because he didn't like people looking at him anyway he just wore the he just he was just a michigan football player is what he ended up being but at one point he did say we got to paint my skin brown and i was like no 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 no, no we don't <laughs> we can't do that so in, in wilson north carolina oh boy oh god no we're not gonna do that i don't know if that's a good idea <laughs> yeah, <I'm> thinking- <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying like you know, as long as you don't do that, you cool. Yeah, no, we were fine. It's just, it's just a funny story. We yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of things now that are not cool. You know, and I tell the story all the time. I probably told it here. I, for the longest time, when I used to hear people tell, quote, unquote, Polak jokes, mm-hmm. 
I thought Polish people were called Polacks. I did not know it was derogatory yeah. until my friend Vanessa, shout out Vanessa, she's part Polish. She told me that, and I asked her, I'm like, she's like, that's like the N-word. I was like, what? What? I've been laughing at this shit for 30 years. <laughs> well, not anymore. When we know better, we do better. I'm serious, man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 not to know that? Like, right. damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, just as an aside, the other thing that we talked about, I don't, I think maybe, I, I don't remember if I told you this or not, but at our family dinner last week, one of the things we were talking about was things that I used to make, create for dinner when we were broke. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to use the last few ingredients oh, in the kitchen. We used to call it scavenger hunt <laughs> in my house. Yeah, well, some of the things that used to be their favorites were just shit I threw together because I still had two more days till Joe's payday, and I was just trying to make it, make it till then. My 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 friend James, his mom used to do that. They owned a restaurant. And they take the leftovers and put them in a pan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. Uh, we made macaroni and beef many many times to the point that Carolyn now calls it macaroni and bleh. <laughs> <laughs> can't eat it anymore. <laughs> We were talking just before you got here this morning. You know, the girls have a break this week from practice, and coach doesn't want them at the park. He doesn't want them playing. You could get hurt. Yeah. And uh, and they want them. We're getting ready to pull grades again, so they want everybody making sure their grades are right. And I said, um, you, we could have the we could have a study night over here. And, you know, make some macaroni. And she went. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be here for family dinner a week from Monday because I have a board meeting that night, and they decided that they're gonna go old school and make hamburger helper. Oh, listen, mm-hmm. I love hamburger helper to this day. Yeah, I think they would want to eat it more if I allowed it. Yeah, I I love hamburger help. Yeah, so that's what they're gonna have when mom when the cat's away. I didn't know what I need to buy. Remember Steakums? Remember Steakums? I see those in the freezer every now and again. I remember yeah. that that in the commercial. Yeah. How, you know how it would wrinkle up? Yep. We used to eat Steakums. Yep. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to my mom. Yeah. She was the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. shoot. Oh, look at that. She I mean, is the best. I said shout out to my mom, and right now calls coming in from her. I'm not going to answer it. I'll call it back when we're done. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Moms, we had my mom to dinner. Well, she actually took us Friday, but we met <laughs> at, at Joseph's restaurant and had dinner with her. And she nice. was in rare form Friday night. Like she was ready to be out having some fun. Nice. We go into this location, um, at Bronx House Pizza and Brew, if anybody's looking for a slice in the hammock <laughs> it is now the family business um but you know we go in there and we kind of like it's like our cheers right we've been there enough time we know how the <laughs> servers you know joseph's getting ready to open a location of his own whatever but we got a lot of attention from two of the partners that night they just had time to come over and talk nice. about the the new location and you know my mom got choked up a few times because you know, they had a lot of nice things to say about my kids. Because yeah, our grandson is grown up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, so that was fun to go kind of get treated like we were special. But the they 
probably I think they treat all their customers like that, like they're special. They really do a good job in their customer service wise. They're a good group. Yeah. We ordered pizza last night and uh, Ty said, so where do you want to order from? <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I mean, we just order, always order Bronx <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. Joseph was uh, unimpressed with the quality of the pie we received from the 100 store. Uh-oh. Yeah. He took some photos and texted them to the higher ups. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yep, he was he was not pleased. Like the same what we do, champ. Yep. And I see that's why he's that's why he's yep. that's why he's a business owner at twenty. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. why he's in that. You know, he's got so much of my dad and a man, so much of my dad and I'm like the drive and the discipline and and he doesn't uh, resist information or coaching. Like you know, they were telling me that when they were teaching him saute, he was doing you know twisting the one way and bruno said hey look try it like this and and he learned it real quick and a few minutes later they walked back in the kitchen and joseph was doing it exactly how they had just shown him and you know like it's a good trait when you're learning a trade like that to just people notice stuff like that yep too yeah okay this guy is gonna Mm -hmm. good for him man yeah i'm excited i'll have to go up there now yeah eat eat, eat some eat eat something from there when i go yep I know. I'm gonna. I said to Joe, I said, "Do you think we'll still hang out at this hammock spot when he opens his?" Hell no. <laughs> it's nice. This one's not gonna be the big full restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh, it's gonna be more like 100. That's beer and wine and a yeah. handful of tables, but primarily carry out. Their their whole plan is all those hotels and condos up and down A1A, mm. delivering to those. So a lot of rooftops in the area. Yep. That's what that's what they count when they yep. try to open a restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. I want one like the hammock on US one where all that's where all those homes are going. I try I tried to get my people when I worked at a restaurant, they said Palm Coast didn't have enough rooftops and I tried to tell them They're coming. that wasn't gonna be the case for long, but Yeah. Where are all these people gonna go to work? I was just in the I don't know, Daytona, Jacksonville, Orlando. Like we don't have a ton of employment opportunities in Palm Coast. No, Daytona, really Jacksonville, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked Do in people a, commute to Orlando from yes. Palm Coast? Yeah. Oof. Oh yeah, that'd be a tough one. It is, um, you know. I worked. I was lucky. I worked in Ormond mm-hmm. for the most part the whole time, and then Daytona. I didn't, you know. Right. I did have a job in Jacksonville, but it was like old St. Augustine Road. Right. That's what I say. Like I, people say, "Oh, you work in Jacksonville." It's like the easiest Jacksonville commute ever. Yeah. I get off before you get into any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that's at. Like, yeah. yeah, but nine yes, B. You know, yeah, yeah, I know what that's at. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you don't, if you're not going to downtown Jacksonville, mm-hmm. then you're good. Yep. So yeah, that's where they'll they'll work, or they'll work from home, like some of us special people. <laughs> so yeah, so now we know the history of tipping. We yes. Good thing and made it ugly. So, tip the water girl generously, because <laughs> she's not making she's nearly making enough nothing. money. Yep. All right, so um, this is good. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, today's Sunday. Yeah. I'm gonna drop this tomorrow morning. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have to sit here and do some work anyway, so I may as well. I usually, while I'm working, I listen to it, and that's how I edit. Mm. While I'm do, like how you watch TV while you. Can I say that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just I'll bleep that out. <laughs> I don't know if they might listen to this. Yet, but 
like, is that what he's doing? That's why he made that mistake. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for coming over on a Sunday morning. Yes. This is good. I got it. my Sundays back now. Cool. My, my uh, schedule has shifted back to the regular yeah. Monday through Friday. So that's good. All right. Until next time. All right. My boss has been sending me. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes. <laughs>